everybody, and welcome back to Expedition U, where we talk about all things investing, investing in yourself, investing in your family, investing in your business. Oh, yeah, and the money side of it, too. And uh, here, as always, with James Toller. James, how you doing today, sir? Couldn't be better, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I caught him with a snack in his mouth. <laughs> so, uh, you know, another great week here. Um, you know, we do these... Well, I love the fact that we do our posts at the end of each week, gives another week of reflection, another week of opportunities, another week of experience that we can draw on. And uh, for those of you who are new tuning in here, uh, most of the people that we hang out with, run in circles with, not all, are in the uh, real estate world. But, you know, we really want to make sure that you understand that the parallels of what we're talking about here are transferable to any industry and any section of life and anything you're trying to achieve and accomplish. So uh, we have a new friend here with us today, uh, Shane Bergerson. Shane, how you doing today? Good, Jason. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, Shane and I met uh, actually just about a week ago, yeah. week and a half ago, uh, through a uh, mutual friend and I had the opportunity to uh, break bread together and I kind of, I really was listening to Shane tell his story and just thought it was, it's a great example for everyone here to listen to, you know, again, not that necessarily in real estate, but just, uh, you know, I kind of titled this one, uh, Taking a Hard Left. Uh, you know, so Shane, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give us... A little bit of backstory on kind of where you're from, uh, how you grew up, what you, what you thought you were going to do in life, and then now what you're doing. Okay, so yeah, I'm Shane. I've been in real estate for almost four years, but kind of my path of how I got to where I am now is a little unconventional, I would say. That's my I'd, favorite kind. Yeah, I'd never anticipated on getting into, well, I thought I was get, would get into real estate when I first I was in college. I think I was 21. Mm -hmm. I read the I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, that yeah. kind of sparked the interest. I think like many other people, and and then so I was in college. I I got married at at 23. Nice. And so moved back. I was in Utah. I was getting a just a, a like a business administration degree. Sure. And then I moved back to to Houston, and I got and then so I was talking to my counselor, and they're like, "Hey, you should business is pretty." generic right yeah business administration is like uh, maybe you should go into like a niche so i did a little research and one of the programs that they offered at u of h clear lake was hospital administration sure and that's and a if, solid and, job and yeah no and if you look at it it's there there's a lot of growth um mm -hmm. there's i mean there's a lot of money to be made in the health healthcare sector right sure. it's not going anywhere oh absolutely not <laughs> especially during the pandemic right um but so i got my degree in that and then while I was getting my degree mm -hmm. and I, and probably like my junior year, I got my real estate license. So I was like, oh, I can make some money, pay side college, hustle. Yeah, side, side hustle. hustle, right? Make some money. Um, and I was like, you know, I spent a couple hours a day on it trying to, you know, make a little Facebook post here and sure. there, trying to get my name out there. Um, and so my first year I did like 2 million in sales, which is not bad. That's not bad for not side bad. hustle. It's not side hustle. And... So that was like, again, that was like my junior year. And then my senior year, um, I was, you know, in going towards graduation and in healthcare, just like probably any other business. It's always encouraged that you get an internship, get your foot in the doors, especially in the hospital. Cause I mean, oh, yeah. you can, in the clinical setting of healthcare, there are good solid jobs, but if you want to make money, money, you kind of got to be in a hospital. Well, it's not that they love being, free labor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was, it's, I, I think like everyone else, right? Everyone's looking for experience. So I, from my network, I was able to get an internship at a big hospital, uh, 
in, in Las Vegas. My, my in-laws live in Las Vegas. Nice. And I was in a big hospital system called Dignity Health. Mm -hmm. um, I think they were just bought out by St. Luke's. And so <clears throat> I did the internship and I was actually doing real estate at the same time. So like Monday through Monday through Thursday, I had an agreement with the CFO, who was my mentor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, Monday through Thursday, you're all mine. But Friday, I got to go back home and like do my other job where I make money. And so I was doing that for a solid from, I think it was from June till October. Mm -hmm. Or no, it was like May to, May to October of that year. And I mean, I, I think I did, I did like $5 million mm -hmm. in that time while I was doing the internship. Sure. And so, and then so I was in the internship and a position came available on the strategy marketing. And that was like, I told my, I told my, my mentor, I was like, Hey, that this, that, that job would be nice. And yeah. so I went through like a couple of interviews. I went through two interviews and so two things happened. One, I was like, you know, so what's the pay? And he was like, Oh, you'll make like 75. And then you'll work like nine, nine, five, Monday through Friday and possibly overtime. And the second, the second issue was they were in the process of getting bought out. So, Ooh, yeah. And so it's like, Oh, what is this interview actually like going to progress anything or not? Yeah. And sure. that's, and that was another thing that well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll speak about later. But so, and then I was like, 75 is like, bro, I made in just like six months, I made more than that. And I'm doing this yep. and I'm not even living there. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even living in, in, in the area. And so I, I just told my wife, I was like, I don't want, I don't think I'm going to get the position because of the buyout process. And sure. that kind of like, do I truly want to work for someone and for sure. how long? And in the healthcare center, the sector, right? If you want to grow, you have to move a lot. You got to be willing to go live in a very rural you got to chase the dollar yeah because mm -hmm. you, you know no one wants to go let's just say houston or lake charles mm -hmm. or well no not lake charles let's just say some like orange be a hot oh be, yeah be the be like a cfo in orange texas you know and that's where you, if you want to grow you have to go live you're the out biggest there. guy in the absolutely smallest pond exactly that's all <laughs> so it's a house in orange for eleven thousand dollars yeah Break home. yeah nice yeah that's Gerald just told me about that. that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so, one, my wife didn't want to live in the middle of nowhere. But Understandable. I, but me, I was just like, I'll go live underneath a bridge if it's bringing in money. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, not really having control mm -hmm. was was an issue. And then just, yeah, real estate, it just gave me way more opportunities to, one, flexibility, freedom, and... Time, yeah, time. I guess all that adds up to being time and spending uh, the time that I want to and growing myself, my family, and my business. You know, the thing I, I hear there kind of an underlying, because we talk constantly here about investing, investing in yourself and investing, you know, and so to to put that time in and to go through the entire college system and to get the degree, but then to still have the wherewithal or at mm -hmm. least the self-reliance of, a lot of people would have taken that job because that's what was expected of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I have to make this next step because that's what the world says I'm supposed to do. And you know what the worst thing about it is like, oh, you you can possibly possibly get this job, but we would expect you to get an MBA. And oh, so you got to go back to school. You got to go back to school on top, right? Because nowadays, if you don't really have an MBA, it it's not really that great. Like a bachelor's degree isn't 
doesn't really have that much value nowadays mm -hmm. because everyone, one, they're trying to like make the school system free now. So everyone can go get a, a bachelor's degree. So it doesn't really add much value. But if you get a graduate's degree, Sure. Then that kind of differentiates. Yeah, well, you 10 years from now, that. you'll have to have a doctorate. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's funny. So, yeah. so how, so rewind, when was that? What period was that? So when you made that decision to not take that path, what, what year was that? Um, That was, that was like two years ago. Two so, years ago. Yeah. What'd you sell last year? I did 9.3 million last year. Okay, so I think it's fair. We can round that to to 10 million right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right fine 10 million <laughs> i'm trying to get to that's my that's like my goal i wanted to break the two did you know i guess yeah. got to get into that that next digit class yeah they yeah that's good i mean so i mean but that's that's huge mm -hmm. i mean so that's what uh almost four times yeah what you would have made at that other job yeah yeah you know and and best thing is is i could every single day i get to go home with for yep. lunch with my family get to see my kids Absolutely. You get to be present. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the reason I went into real estate is, you know, I had spent a long time building a career and had a very successful business and, and it was, it was great, but you know, I had, I missed it, mm -hmm. you know, because my kids were in baseball and football yeah. and cheerleading or dance or whatever. And I was, I was so busy providing for them that I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, and so my credit to my wife, she was the absolute pinnacle of room mom she was there. I mean, everybody, I kept, that's why I yelled at her for not getting a real estate license. She spent like 10 years getting to know every effing person in our area. She knows every board member, every teacher, every principal. And she's like, nah, I don't want to sell real estate. And I was like, you suck. You know, but. And go, I'm going, kind of like going off this. So my dad, mm -hmm. I should have probably said this before too. My mm -hmm. dad, he's a chiropractor. He's been a chiropractor and friends with for 30 years. Been in the same building. He bought out the whole building recently. Mm -hmm. And so he has like, I think like 8,000 square feet. Of, sure. I think like. 20 plus rooms. My dad has 30 plus massage therapists. And then, my, wow. and so, and then both my brothers are chiropractors too. Oh, it's in the blood. So I'm kind of the, the, black, the black sheep, sheep of the family. So mm -hmm. people see Bergeson. But you also don't have student loan debt from having gone to school. I don't have, I don't. <laughs> and guess what? My brothers, they work from eight in the morning till six thirty Monday through Friday. And then from eight to you're like, yeah, I gotta take a, you're like, I got to take a client to a baseball game. <laughs> I, went, I don't know if you've ever been to Georgia James, um, but it's a steakhouse. And I, I was like, oh, because last night I told my wife, like, hey, I got to go to work. I'm work dinner meeting. She's like, mm -hmm. where are you going? I was like, oh, just this steakhouse yeah. in Houston. And she's like, that's, that's not work. That's said, not work. I said, it may not seem like work to you, but it really is work. Like, we only talk about work stuff, but exactly. Yeah. First world problems. <laughs> So have you, I think you had expressed that you had an interest in, you know, so obviously you've got your foothold in that business. Mm -hmm. You know, what you, I think when our conversation you had expressed that you kind of, you've got an interest in kind of diversifying a little bit yes. in real estate. What are you, what are you thinking about doing? So I've been in the retail side for mainly retail side, right? Like past mm -hmm. four years and probably like the last. Well, that's where everybody gets started. Yeah. Okay. Three so four. yeah, like the past four months, um, <clears throat> Right, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, so that's like the investment mm -hmm. mindset a little bit. And then I just been following a lot of investor kind of real mm -hmm. estate people and getting started and how to get started. And so one of my buddies four months ago was like, "Dude, why don't we just do it?" And I was like, "Okay, why don't we?" And so we we bought a couple pl platforms with a couple programs, and you know, we're we're learning. We haven't done a deal. We're trying to figure out how to do a deal. Partner fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the best way to get going. Yeah, it is. 
you split the the rewards, but you also split the risk. So it, it goes it, downhill. I, what I find interesting about that first statement, what you had talked about in lunch, is so we just had another person on um, who's doing extremely well mm -hmm. in wholesaling and flipping. And so everybody has different ways that they approach yeah. the same problem. And so he went and watched a bunch of YouTube and then went out and just started knocking on doors. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then there's there's the... Um, uh, what the scholastic way, which is okay. I'm going to get a caller. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my program. I'm going to get it set up, and then we're going to get you know this and that. And so it's just it's really interesting to me because obviously I don't have, think that you'll have any problem becoming successful in that category because there's James. What do you think is the percentage of agents that do 10 million in a year? Uh, Very like, few. I would, I, say. I would say that probably in the normal. I mean, in all yeah. serious, and this is not blowing smoke. That probably puts you in the top two percent. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe top five percent, but probably closer to two percent. You know, because we'll put it this way: the average real estate agent in the United States makes forty-eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah. All right. So, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. We got to sell the house. Oh yeah, and your car. Um, you know, but the thing is, is that I don't have any doubt that you'll get there. But I, I love to study. Yeah. The different paths because there's not a wrong path. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it becomes a dead end. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's interesting just because of, and it, a lot of it, I think, is background, expectation. Mm. Obviously, you come from a very educated family. Yes. You've got a bunch of doctors and mm. you know, own land and properties and the real estate investors. And then you've got that shift where you've got somebody that, that doesn't have that background. So they come yeah. at it completely different. They go, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to watch some videos and just go beat the shit out of this. Yeah. And that's basically what we're kind of doing. We're just like, hey. We'll see what these guys are doing. Let's just do it for a few months and let's sure. try it. And yeah, one of my buddies, he's like, I'm on board. And so whenever you want to, if you quit, I'm going to still go. But it's, Sure. And, and I was like, well, I'm not quitting. I do this full time. I'm not going to quit. You quit. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I do this full time regardless, bro. So, so in the, the years that you've been in real estate, how many possible investment opportunities have you given away? Oh, see, that's a good question. Because that, and I told you this, I think my weakness in the investment side, and I, I think even the retail side, has been like following up with people, right? I think that's where the gold is. And that's what I've been told, that the follow-up is where you get the gold. Sure. And, and, and I just, and I recently seen, like, it's average to close on a deal from first contact is about 90 days or plus. And so that really put a different perspective in my mind and how I approach business day to day. It just, took me two years to buy my homestead. <laughs> Two years. I see the, the thought there is is can you how long can you stay on that? Yeah. That one, can you identify what you want to buy and how long can you stay? Well, quantify that for the people that haven't heard the previous episodes. What you mean by it taking you two years to buy your house? Yeah, well, I, it wasn't a lack of money. It was like well, you you had a house that you wanted. Well, there was a house in uh, Taylor Lake Shores, and these are all like two three million dollar houses, mm -hmm. right? You go through their dream building. Yeah. Right? You go through, you just imagine it, and so we saw this. There's a only one house that's a one story on the water on about an acre yeah and there was no there was no one ever there it's always vacant yeah. so i i one day we, we, we just drive our dream building you know and mm -hmm. i get out and i never see a car there it looks unkept so i go around i look in the in the window and there was a champagne bottle on the on the kitchen counter and then so over time i kept would get out like i just yeah. I'm telling you, I'm that way. Like I, when I get my mind on something, it just stays there. And I'd go out, I'd get out, and I'd go walk around the house, and I'd go look in there. Champagne bottle still there. <laughs> <laughs> I kept doing it over and over, and it was always there. Nothing was changed. It was blue carpet everywhere. Uh, in the bathrooms, it was blue carpet. Nice. Yeah. 
And so I just, I realized that this is vacant. And I sent out a letter to him. Mm-hmm. To, to, to that the owner. Pro- okay. It's not okay. for sale. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, there's mm-hmm. no, nothing. Sent out a letter saying, this is my dream home. Not for sale. Yeah. I, I yeah. just, just let them know. I'm letting you know, this is my dream. I'm, I'm planning on raising my kids here. Like that kind of letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The love letters. But the, yeah, love love letter, letter, exactly. the love letter. The love letter, right? And I, he wrote me back, said, uh, you know, it's not for sale. Thanks. So, uh, so I started sending them regular letters. <laughs> I, added, I added them on Facebook. My wife added them on Facebook, like as friends, and they accepted. And I, we'd send them messages periodically. I did that for two years. Oh, man. On one house. Yeah. And he called me one day, random day, completely random, in the evening, and said, James, you've been trying to buy this house for two years. I just got transferred to California. I'm going to build a brand new home in San Diego. And it's, I'm going to sell that house. And I know you're not going to charge me any realtor fees. I know it's going to be a done deal. Mm-hmm. If you want it, it's yours. I took that two, it took me two years to get that call. Yep. See, yeah. And see, that's what I guess my partner and I, we're trying to like get our systems operated to like send those, send those drips and reminders to ourselves to send to these yeah. owners. Cause right now I think we have like 30 warm leads and and I'll be honest, I had some of these leads that filled out like that filled out a Facebook form because I did like an ad mm-hmm. ad campaign on Facebook and like six months ago. And no one and I and my I guess thought process is they if they fill out one Facebook ad, they're probably filling out like ten more. Sure they are. Yeah, absolutely, because right why wouldn't they? And I look back at some of the some of the addresses and they're still like the same owner. So I'm like, oh okay, I need a and there's like ten of them. I was like Oh, that's an opportunity that I probably missed out. Did, that I could have done the. Concept. But out of the thirty, did the other twenty those properties sell? Yeah. So those so are your missed opportunities. Those are the, my, my my missed opportunities, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. My follow up has been where I missed those opportunities to become but an investor, if that makes. Yeah. But I here's the great. Go ahead, James. Well, I would say there's two categories. There's the deal that happens like yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all have seen those, right? Oh you yeah. Got the seller in it, and then there's the category that takes. Yeah. Untold. Sometimes mm-hmm. title issues play a role and all that. Yeah. But you have to know which one you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And you well, just, yeah, and you have to and you have to be respectful of it in in your response. I mean, to to what you're talking about, though, I think the great problem with your problem is it's an easily fixed problem. Yes. It's right. It's, it's the hardest thing is when I'm failing because I don't know what I'm not doing. Yeah. But it's so easy when you're failing because you're like, yeah, I suck at this. You know, <laughs> either you get better at that or you hire somebody. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those. But there's something else to be said, too, about kind of building your reputation. Mm-hmm. By, when I first started, it's a grind. I mean, yeah, it is. Very, oh, it's no, a, it's no, a it's huge a... grind. There's no getting around that. That two years of trying to buy that house was grind. Like, no. right? I mean, insane grind for two years. But you got to build a name for yourself in anything, really, yeah. right? But yeah. And it's good that you were, sorry, it was good that you added them on Facebook. I think you kind of, like he got to know you for over two yeah. years. So he was a person. That's true. And so he's like, hey, I know this is a good guy. And he does have a family. I'll have a, I have another story to just kind of give you a thought. I had a good buddy of mine was drove by this house, right? It was like a four-acre house in Baytown. Mm-hmm. And he would drive. It's overgrown. He, it flooded during Harvey, and they never did anything with it. This is like a million-dollar house. And uh, he he added him on Facebook. He didn't send him a letter or anything. Yeah. So his strategy to reach out is Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he said they when they added him, he looked at all his, you know, his kids and his. So mm-hmm. think about receiving a letter, and and all you have is a letter to look at. 
But if you, but through Facebook, yeah, you have my whole family and you get a sense of who I am. And then they, they you know who to, you know who you're talking to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they reach back out to him. He ended up getting that one for a four fifty on a contract for four fifty, and then wholesaled it for five hundred. It made fifty thousand yeah. dollars doing nothing. I'm talking just. That's, he literally added them on Facebook. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is and, and I love that, but the other thing I would remind everyone is it's always easy once you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like for you right now going and you can walk in a house, I can walk in a house and go and ten, and, and this isn't braggadocious or anything. This is just because you've done it. You walk in a house, 1,200 square feet, three bedroom, one bath, the ARV, da, da, da. Okay, a renovation on that house is probably between this and this. And then you walk and see if there's any outlier, right? But you can you can within five grand plus or minus pretty much know exactly where you got to be. Sure. But I think what intimidates people is that they go, well, yeah, well, I don't know that. Yeah, but it's completely learnable. Yeah. It's completely teachable. Hey, you got to want it bad enough, too. You do. Degree. You so absolutely Get a contractor, do. get two contractors, walk them together. What's an average price? No. Mm-hmm. Just, and I think that's what we talked about at lunch. It's like, hey, if you have a deal... You, and you trust and know someone that is that had you know you know your weakness too like a contract sure. like contracting and rehabbing, then call that guy. He wants he wants to make money as much as you do. Absolutely. So, I mean, two times nothing's nothing. Yeah. Right. Har. You don't even have to have like yeah. find some deal on Har. It's a fixer upper. Mm-hmm. Take your contractor over there. Walk it. Start walking. To, how many a week? Five, six a week. Something like that. You just got to take the time. I mean, and again, that goes back to what we talked about in our previous episode is the fact that. You know, there, there's no lack of opportunity. There's a mm-hmm. lack of desire. There's yeah. a lack of drive. There's a lack of tenaciousness mm-hmm. in today's society because everything is so immediate, you know. Yeah. And it's that, that same thing we talked about where, you know, when you're getting investment advice from, from low-income people, it's going to be, you know, okay. this yeah. these big stocks that are supposed to go 2,000x in the next six months, yeah. right? You know, they're not talking blue chip, Microsoft and IBM and, you know, they're, they want this get-rich-quick scheme. And, you know, honestly, real estate, if done probably, is probably the le- most legal get-rich-quick scheme in the world. Yeah. You know, what is that uh, the Dale Carnegie statement? Um, more millionaires have been created through real estate than any other industry. Yep. You know, and again, to circle back, you know, obviously, this podcast is not just about that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but... I'm remiss if we don't say that, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling and you're looking to really do something that can have a huge impact on your life, get around people that are doing impactful things. Yeah. Right? So how big is is your SOI, your sphere of influence? How big of a factor is that in your business? Oh, it's it's the only reason why I have business, to be completely honest. And, I mean, my dad, again, I, I kind of, my family, my dad's mm-hmm. been in Friendswood, and if you're familiar with the Friendswood market, it, sure. it's, you know, it's like I think the median price or average price is like four hundred thousand. Sure. Yeah. It's so, so it's a low income area. <laughs> you could say it, compared to California, maybe. maybe. But um, but so yeah. So fortunately, my my family has a good name in the Friendswood in the Friendswood area. Well, that gives you a start though, yeah, but it doesn't give you business because you yeah. can still be a prick. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so I, my sphere of influence is kind of like. I would base it off like my family name and sure. then then showing people the value that I've been able to add. Sure. Because I would, in my opinion, I like being like 28, 29 and real mm-hmm. estate is very young. It is? Yeah. I think the average age is like 
35, 40. I think the average age is like 62. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you see? And so, I'm kidding. But, yeah, carry on. <laughs> but, yeah, it was. I guess, yeah, that sphere, the sphere of influence, Um, I was just able to show people. Like, I do, whenever I, I have a retail buyer or seller, I still use the same strategies that investors use to get off-market properties. So I will cold call uh, certain homeowners that fit the criteria of what my buyers are looking for. And I, I've door knocked several times. Sure. If my client like says, hey, I like- I want stuff. that house. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, and I know, and I know what the numbers are. I'm like, uh, yeah, I can, I can spend five minutes of my day to knock a door. And so- You know, it's funny, and this is just, you're talking about kind of working outside the box, outside yeah. the traditional platform. And even though a lot of what you're talking about is traditional in this business, mm -hmm. it's so 1952. Like, I don't want to knock on somebody's door. That's, that's, in, that's invasive. You know, I'm just like, no, whatever. Do you want to get paid? It's, it, that's the thing. It, it's, I, I try to do what agents feel uncomfortable doing. Sure. And if you, if you point out those things, it's like some, well, some agents don't like to post. On social media, oh, some yeah. some agents don't want to call, like do a phone call, send a text. My favorite, and this is my favorite hands down, is when you, because our team, I'm really, really, I'm like, you have to do an open house every Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Get out there and do it. It's low-hanging fruit, because we only bring on, and I told you this before, FNGs, yeah. new guys yeah. and girls. Um, you know, and so, but that's such an easy way to launch your business platform in this business, right? Yeah. But um, you call these agents, and you're like, hey, you know, would it be okay if we host an open house? Oh, we don't do open houses. I don't do open houses. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't do open houses? <laughs> oh, we don't, I don't do that. And uh, there's the security risks of this, that, and what. I was like, one, you don't live in that kind of place. You know, <laughs> two, you're disservicing your client. You know, three, get over yourself. You know, I mean, it just, it kills me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I just don't get it personally. No, I'm happy that they don't, that they feel uncomfortable. Because it gives me more opportunity. Well, and you're going back to what I said. <laughs> the only reason I look so good at what I do is because everybody else sucks at their job. <laughs> Mine's not as nice as yours. Um, you know, I've got a story from this week that I thought was interesting. So um, here in the local area, there's um, a unique... They built this big uh, storage facility mm -hmm. across from Clearbrook High School. Yes. I didn't know yeah. what it was. I thought it was storage facilities. Do you know what those are? Yeah, I actually know the owner. Yeah. Yeah. That's a genius platform. So mm -hmm. basically, it's it's big man caves. Yeah, they're where that you can pull big warehouses. You can pull your you can pull your RV in there. You can put the mezzanine level in there and like have your cigar and whiskey and brandy area and go look at your classic cars or whatever. It's genius. And these things are selling for big money. Yeah. So my client calls me, he's like, hey, we're thinking about buying one of these. And he's, he's a good client, he's well off. And I was like, he goes, but I think maybe I can build one for less. I want you to look. And I was like, all right, cool. And he gives me the parameters kind of where he wants to look. And so I'm like, you know, hey, we can go over here, we can go over there. I said, you know, honestly, I said, those, those are awesome because of where they're located. It's easy to get to, easy to get home. You know, they're in a perfect spot. And then, I called him on uh, Monday. So this guy is in sales. Yeah. And I'm walking out to my car and I was like, hey, I said, you know that I'm not big on upsells. And the wind's blowing. He goes, hold on, the wind's blowing and I don't want to miss a word of what you're fixing to say. He goes, I, I want to make sure I hear this. So I was like, I'll call you back when I get in the car. So I get in the car and he's like, all right, I'm sitting down. Upsell me. So this guy, is he's been in sales his entire life and does extremely well. And, but he loves getting sold because he loves the process. He loves to see how people come at it. 
And I was like, all right, so you're looking at dropping between three and 500,000 on this position that you want to be in. He goes, yeah. I said, what if I found you a warehouse that was close by? It's 15,000 square feet. It's got a 3,000 square foot office. We can section out the office. We're going to rent it out at $14 a foot plus triple net. You're going to take the 5,000 square feet of warehouse you wanted. We can section that off, put up partition walls. You've got another 10,000 square feet that you can now rent out. You're getting your 5,000 square feet at a $0 net gain because you're renting this out and renting that out. And you on two acres in Friendswood with this warehouse and it's going to appreciate it 5%. Yeah. And, and, so, and so now he's looking at it. And I'm yeah. like, at that point, buying that's dumb. Yeah. Because you're going to get exactly what you wanted. It's going to accomplish everything you wanted. Plus, you've got a retail space and commercial warehouse space that you can lease out. And you get to have what you wanted. The thing is, is that people don't think that way. They yeah. go, I want a 3-2 in this part of town. And go, I'm sorry, we're out of those. You know, it's like There's being a shoe. It's like being a shoe salesman. Yeah. I want a 9.5 Jordan. Okay, well, I'm at a 9.5. So can you fit your foot in an 8? Uh, you know, yeah. you know, sell them a different shoe. Mm. No, no, yeah, absolutely. I, and that's that's mm. kind of the inventory mm. thing, bro. Like you were about to, like you were talking about. Oh yeah, inventory's dumb nationally right now. Yeah, I mean it's just, I mean, nine five ninety five people are trying to sell the same house. Oh no, yeah. And so <laughs> literally, you look like a like a rock star if you can find something. Whereas your client doesn't have to go through the bidding process. Mm-hmm. And right, you're the only person in town that knows about that property. Mm-hmm. You look great. But I, I know James, and it, it, it echoes in my mind, he probably doesn't even know, but he did like a, a video probably like a year ago or so. And he's like, why do, the, why do 3% when you could do 20%? And mm-hmm. that just lifts in my mind <clears throat> every day. And so that, and that really kind of shifted me towards like the investor site. Is his words echoing through my mind like every sure. single day? But I still want to look. I still want to look like a rock star in front of my clients that, that come to me and say, "Hey, can you help me find a house?" And like, well, oh, the yeah. thing is, is that they all they all know somebody. They all got mm-hmm. a buddy, or if somebody's mom passed away, or this, yeah. that, and the other. I mean, and those stuff comes to you, you know. But you still have to, you know. And I think you and I are very similar in that residential or just our our core mm-hmm. is that's the meat and potatoes. Yes. And I'm not going to walk away from no, that, no. but I'm also not going to keep giving away opportunity at those 20%, 30%, 50% deals. Yes. I mean, you know, just a little bit of backstory. So um, I've got, I've done a ton of this. I've been doing real estate for a long time and I've given away more deals than I even want to think about because I was, t- I was like, well, I, I'm going to take 4% on the front and I get to list it on the back. And I thought that was a win. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this son of a bitch is making like 80 grand. <laughs> You know, but uh, I just wasn't ready for it yet. And so, and this is not, again, this is not a brag thing. This is just a straight up transparent, um, you know, so myself and a couple of the guys from the office, they really wanted to get into flipping mm-hmm. and wholesaling and really not even wholesaling as much as, but as much as flipping. And so we got together in like the end of November, Jack, and put together Happy House Buyers, and we've done like three deals, and within a couple of weeks from now, about, about three or four weeks from now, we'll have a hundred grand sitting in that bank account in like three months. Yeah. And that's like, we're just got the website up, just got the Facebook going, you know, in all fairness, Jack's been like the duck on water, paddling a thousand miles an hour behind the scenes. Um, you know, but the thing is, is it's, it's doable. I mean, and I, I haven't stopped doing what I do. I haven't stopped running my team. I haven't stopped growing. I haven't stopped doing residential real estate. But I, I decided I wasn't going to continue to give away that. Yeah. Now, but I was also willing to not be selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, so these guys want to learn. They want to grow. And I can't afford to diversify to that degree 
So why not diversify? You know, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. You know, so it gives them the opportunity to learn and to grow and to make more money and become more successful and wealthy. And then hopefully at some point, you know, they'll turn around and do that for somebody else that's new. You know, and it's kind of like you going in with your buddy. It's like, yeah. hey, I can't take my eye off the prize. You know, I got babies at home. I got a yeah. wife I got to take care of. And I did really well last year. And there's no going backwards. I, I mean, yeah. I got to do 11 next year. Yeah. Right. You know, so cool. Yeah, let's do this. But that can't be my primary focus. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, us being real estate agents full time, mm -hmm. like we this is all this we live and breathe this. So real estate is a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And so when people are like, oh, going on the investment side is going to be such a big jump. But in reality, it really isn't such a big jump. It's just you're just looking a little differently whenever you're searching for those for those opportunities, in my opinion. You know, I, this is so far off the beaten path, but I'll, I'll circle back and yeah. I'll bring it back into what we're doing. I was, uh, oh, Jack's giving me the countdown clock. Yeah. We got five minutes left. I'll wrap it up. I swear every time. Yeah. I just think, <laughs> well, it goes so fast. I know. Like, you just look, I have a curse. Blank. I could just talk and talk. No, that's, that's not a curse. It's a blessing in this business. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving over to see a client this morning and I'm in the back. I'm going down South Shore Boulevard over by Hidden Lakes. City and street don't matter. And there's this crossing guard. This little black lady out there. Mm -hmm. She's probably mid-40s. And she was absolutely on fire. I mean, there was no kids there. I mean, it was like the kids were already in school, and she is waving at every single car. She's literally over there dancing, like got her little stop sign, doing like the raise the roof thing. There's nobody. I mean, she's like just, I don't know anybody that I've seen in recently that was in that good a mood. Right, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm just like, how cool is that? Because I, mean, I think they get paid like twelve or thirteen bucks an hour. You know, I mean, and you that, hope, and you hope, you hope. I hope they get yeah, that. You yeah, you hope. Well, I mean, how many hours they work a week too? Like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so hopefully it's a side hustle. Uh, but she was so happy, mm. and it's butt ass cold. Yeah. I mean, it was like thirty eight this morning. That's cold in Houston. You know. <laughs> And I was just like, that is so cool, yeah. right? And, you know, I have those moments. They're not always there, but I have those moments mm -hmm. in my business. But what I really want, and I'm always working towards, is to grow my bank account, cool. To grow my influence, cool. To grow my team, cool. Um, but I want to grow the ability to be truly and honestly, ecstatically pleased. Yeah. Right? Just pleased. Right, you know, happy and sad come and go, but pleased is like just more of a like a state of mind. Yeah. Right? Isn't that interesting? You know, I just because we get so busy with the grind. So you're twenty nine. Mm -hmm. So you're like knocking around you're knocking on the door thirty and you're like, Oh shit, I'm gonna be in my thirties. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so you're like, Okay. Yeah, my wife says I'm I'm getting old. Yeah. I, and I'm like, just thirty. Come on. It's only thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but when you have those milestone moments and you start thinking, okay, wait a second, I'm I'm not in my twenties anymore, yeah. right? Okay, cool. I gotta I gotta buckle down. Yeah, you know I gotta I gotta up the four hundred one k. Well, you or see I gotta, like you see all this like social media stuff is like things to do in your twenties and thirties, and you're like, oh man, I'm I'm already past that, so I gotta hurry up and start doing these things. Absolutely, but yeah, I mean, forty five I was cool with. I'm like, whatever, mid forties, yeah. man. That's like the prime of life. And then the, like 46, 47, like whatever. I'm turning 48 this year. I'm like, fuck, I'm almost 50. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I went like five episodes without dropping an F bomb. You can bleep that one, Jack. <laughs> but, you know, anyways, the point being, I think it's it's awesome to I love the fact and I was I was really genuinely 
uh, impressed with our conversation we had yeah. when we met um, because it was, you could tell that it was a, just an honest, just, hey, I don't know you. What are you doing? What's up? And there was nothing being taken from the conversation, but it was really nice to see that you're as new in this as you are and growing at the pace that you are. Obviously, extremely dedicated to your family, which I love, you know, because it's really hard to find that work-life balance. Yes. I, I have a real hard time finding work-life yeah. balance. Um, you know, and I think it was really on par with kind of what James and I believe is what's important. You know, the money's great. Oh, yeah. You know, but it's the it's the relationships. It's the uh, building something for your family. It's helping other people and in from that, helping yourself. Yeah. Right? When you talk about, you know, I was thinking, uh, I'm a big history guy. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this. Julius Caesar, mm -hmm. when he turned 30, he had looked at Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great, at 31, had conquered the whole world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he it drove him mad at this idea. So when you say being pleased, there's also something to be said about the drive. Yeah. Sure. And that just... I didn't say satisfied. <laughs> I said pleased, yeah. not satisfied. But it's, uh, well, when you have ambitious people, it's difficult to... We want to grow, right? That's mm -hmm. what gives us peace. And, mm -hmm. and me, personally, being pleased comes through growth. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah, I kind of think about that, where he it really drove him mad that this guy had conquered the world. What had he done at 30? Nothing yet. Yeah, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he went on to, but it was that drive, that internal drive that really set well, him apart. And I don't think, I think that's something that's hard to teach, the drive, right? You can teach the book smarts. You can teach how to sell. You can teach that thing. But the drive is something that I think you have to, it's either ingrained in you or you have to recognize the lack of it and you have to go build it. It's not something I can't impart drive onto someone. I've noticed a lot of people get around me because I kind of recharge them. Sure. Because I just naturally are that way. I don't need it from anybody necessarily. Mm -hmm. I, I've just always been that way. Mm -hmm. But I do notice a lot of people, if they've been away from me long enough, they'll need they'll want to get back for coffee or something like because I need that toller charge. Sure. You ever notice that? I mean, you're probably that way too for a lot of people. I, I might be, but honestly, if I was going to peg down what I think a lot of what my team really appreciates is that I call them on their shit. The world today is so PC, and they're like, you know, hey, I know you're trying really hard. I'm like, hey, you didn't do an open house last Sunday. I saw that you were out on Friday night. You know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, you did $5 million last year. I don't care. Because you're working from 8 to 12. Do better. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be satisfied because with Because you're anybody. working from 8 to 12. Yeah. 8 a.m. to 12. Yeah, eight, dude, I've got a guy. And <laughs> I love him. I, I love him. And, 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 and you're like, you're working 8 to 12. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a guy, and, I, and I'm not going to share his name, but he knows who he is. And I was giving him a hard time a couple weeks ago. Because yeah. he's going to, this year, he's got $5 million in his pipeline right now yeah. for this year. I mean, it's freaking February. Yeah. And he works 8 to 12. And he, it's crazy because sometimes it only to be successful in real estate, you, it's only like. And that's hours. true, but yeah. I told him it wasn't good enough. It, it, yeah. I said, you know, because you're capable of more. Mm -hmm. Because I want, I'm going to wring out of you like a wet cloth, every drop of drive and inspiration that exists. And until I get the last drop, you're not good enough. Because you're capable of more, you know. And it's really about making and driving people to either. Rise to what they're capable of or go away. That's me. Yeah. 
and it's not popular, well, but it works. A certain type person is going to be attracted oh. to you big time. Oh, yes, and there's a certain type that is not. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are going to do something special will be attracted to you. That's what I've found. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, you know, that's. I think one of the reasons that Jack is here, and Jack has done huge things within our team, and he's sitting over here quietly behind the computer, is I think one of the true reasons why he's here, and maybe he can correct me when we're done, but I think he trusts me. You know, and that's something that takes a long time to build, and he doesn't agree with everything that I do. I know that, and he's usually pretty vocal at telling me that in a polite and appropriate manner. You know, but I think that you don't have to be peaches and cream all the time for people to trust you, right? You know, whether it's a client well, that's and they want You're more. not telling somebody else what's best for you. That's at no. the heart of it. From a genuine yeah, perspective. Never. Yeah. That's what's easy to trust. Hey, you're doing you're saying this cuz you know you're looking out for my future. Sure. It's no, not I, for your future. No. You're going to go on regardless. Yeah, no, you're right. And I just, you know, whether whether they're in the right space here or if they need to go somewhere else or whatever else is, you know, I let an agent go at the end of last year or year before last that wanted to stay and he wanted to keep paying me and he wanted to keep giving his fees. And, but he, I knew that he was not providing for his family in the way that he needed to because he was allowing himself to think he was still working. And I finally, I told him, I was like, I'm gonna have to let you go. I need to give you the opportunity to provide for your family in the way that you should. And he's like, no, I, I was like, no, you're not understanding. You don't work here anymore because you need to go do better for your family. You know, because this was being used as a crutch. And so for that reason, I, I let him go, you know, but again, it's honesty. I won't even say to a fault. It's just honesty. So I know we got to wrap up. Jack's I, we're definitely over on time, but uh, I want to thank you so much for coming yeah. in today. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Uh, Shane, where can we find you? You can find me on social media. You could call me. That's the best thing to do. Where can they reach you? If you're in the call me for anything. And I know Jason, I'd love to team up with Jason on anything. If you guys want, we could team up on something. Absolutely. And even James, we can get him to throw some money down and help you guys out. <laughs> He's got a lot of it. So call call me, and I'll get in the you to James if he doesn't pass out his info on here. <laughs> and remember, everybody, as you go into this next week, it's all about the expedition. It's a long trek. It's not a short journey. Make sure you're investing in yourself. Just like you put on that oxygen mask on the plane, do it for yourself before you do it for the people around you. So invest in yourself before you invest in others. Have a great week. James? Have a great week. Get out there. Make things happen. Kill it. Excellent. Thanks for tuning in. See you all soon.